Good morning and welcome to the Jeff Gregory Podcast. I'm heading to get my teeth cleaned. It's a nice cool morning finally. You know, Christmas, we had a great Christmas. It was pushing like 75 degrees Christmas Day. Uh, We were in shorts and t-shirts and after we opened presents and hung out at the house for a little while, we went to my Aunt Vicky's house and ate lunch with the family, with some family I hadn't seen in a long time, played flag football and I mean, it was just an awesome Christmas with the weather, but I'm glad that the cool weather has come back. Uh, it's only 40 degrees this morning. Uh, I love cold weather. I mean, I'm a shorts and sweatshirt guy. I guess that goes with the nature of being a PE teacher. You know, I can wear shorts and sweatshirts just about all year long, unless it gets down into the teens. Then I might put some uh, pants on because, you know, legs do get a little chilly when it gets that cold. But like I said, heading to the dentist. Um, I've never been afraid of my dentist. You know, like I've talked a lot about, you know, Dr. Griffin. Uh, he's, you know, terrific man. I uh, love him to death. Um, never been afraid to go to the dentist. He's always treated me right. Uh, Try to keep me being, from being in pain. Uh, anytime I've had surgery or anything like that, like wisdom teeth and stuff like that, he's taking good care of me. But today's just a cleaning. You know, I will say cleanings actually are kind of hit or miss. Um, I don't really have sensitive teeth but I have like sensitive gums. So sometimes I get my teeth clean, you know, it kind of gives me a good headache for the rest of the day. But hopefully today, you know, I scrub my teeth really good. Uh, actually, I think I brush my teeth way too hard. But since I do that, you know, hopefully today it'll be good. Cause when I was looking at my teeth this morning, I didn't really see anything, you know, I was like, well, this looks pretty good. So I'm hoping that it doesn't hurt too bad as far as the, the after effects of the cleaning goes. But moving forward it's been a great christmas holiday like i put on my instagram that this year's christmas was probably the best one i've ever had Uh, and it really was every day this year as far as the month of december i wore some kind of christmas themed shirt sweatshirt you know pajamas whatever to school and even when i was out of school and things like that for church and i really tried to make sure i stayed in the christmas spirit and I think I did for the most part. There's a couple of days that I was just like, Ugh. but I still stayed in that spirit and that mood. Um, we had a good time with our families, uh, even you know going to my dad's side of the family, which you know not really any bad blood right now. Just kind of you know still some painful feelings towards you know some of my family, but it is what it is. Um, I didn't let it affect my my mood and things like that. I wanted my girls to have a great time. I wanted to have a great time with my family, especially my grandmother. You know, Nanny's 86 years old, and you know, I wasn't going to not go. Uh, In my mind, I didn't want to, you know, at some times, but I still made myself go. And you know, you got 86 years, you know, checked in. You don't really know how many you have left. And I mean, given Nanny's health is great. You know, and her mother lived to be almost 100, and her aunt was over 100. You know, the longevity on the women's side of my family is crazy good. But I don't want to have that in the back of my mind if something did happen to Nanny. I wanted to make sure that, you know, I'm there and she gets to see my girls. Probably going to go there today after I get my teeth cleaned. Just so she can hang out with the girls. And, you know, they like doing crafts with Nanny. That's one of their favorite things. When we go over there, they'll sit at Nanny's kitchen table for hours and make stuff. And, you know, Jenna and even Julia, they'll sit there and, you know, whatever kind of craft Nanny has for them. And, and it's always fun to watch. And cause that's the kind of stuff that I did growing up with Nanny. You know, we I remember always coloring and making stuff and, you know, Play-Doh and games. And, you know, it was always a fun time when I was at Nanny's house. You know, we always did something, you know, playing cards or whatever. But I want my girls to experience that because I believe that's good to interact and 
get off their daggum phones and iPads and all that good stuff and be able to carry on a conversation. But that's besides the point. Like I said, it is what it is. But like my Christmas holiday was great. You know, birthday was terrific. Got to go see uh, the road dog, Jesse James. He's a WWE Hall of Famer. Um, super cool guy. Got to talk to him. Um, really enjoyed the interaction we had with him and, and the atmosphere. And, you know, big Christian guy. Uh, couldn't ask for a better birthday or Christmas this year. I'm just a very blessed guy. Um, really am. It just makes me happy to know that, you know, there are great Christmases. And I need to get out myself out of that mode of, you know, woe is me. Because sometimes I put myself in that, in that mode because, yeah, I did have some crappy Christmases growing up. Or some crappy birthdays. But, you know, it is what it is. That's what molds you into who you are now. And, you know, I feel like that the place I'm at right now, my heart is pretty solid. You know, I love my life. I love my wife. I love my girls. I like my church. I love my uh, Bible class. Uh, I love my role that I do. You know, I'm security and, you know, good put into the Bible class stuff and, you know, the children's church. And, you know, I, I just have a great life. You know, I have a job that where I, I make a difference. You know, it's hard. I ain't going to lie. My job's pretty daggum hard at times, you know, dealing with behavior and, you know, the stuff that the kids are coming from and, you know, it'll make you, it'll make you wear a, uh, second guess your your occupation at times but you know I believe that God puts me in positions for one because he has a sense of humor and for two because he don't believe some other people can handle the things that I can go through and I've always believed that second part to be the biggest truth uh, I've went through a lot I've grown up in different situations that a lot of people could not have grown up in and I believe that he just puts you in those situations to make you stronger to mold you and you know just to kind of I guess test you a little bit you know I hate using that word with God but I believe that he wants to see what you can endure that way he can broaden your shoulders for things to come because I believe that you know some of the things that I've went through growing up have really prepared me for stuff that I will have to go through in the future you know um looking down the road and things you know in life I believe that you know some of the the heartache and tragedies that I've went through will prepare me for some of the things that you know later on in life I'll probably have to go through as an adult an older older guy and you know things like that but you know that's enough of that kind of stuff looking forward to Alabama Michigan you know uh, I know Bama didn't make the college playoffs this year but you know this is my th I was telling Christy this is my 30 30th season as a Bama fan. I started watching Alabama football with my dad when I was five years old. So I turned 36 this year. So pushing between my 30th and 31st season, you know, I remember going to my first Alabama game. It was Alabama versus Vanderbilt, you know, and things like that. And I remember getting to watch Bama football. My dad liked watching Alabama football. And so that's one, re you know, one of the teams that I stuck, I've stuck with that my dad liked, you know, I mean, he liked the Raiders in, in the pro football, but I couldn't be a Raiders fan. And and then, you know, I just think that that's just kind of a bond that I have with my dad. Um, he always got me something Alabama, it seemed like, for Christmas every year. And then my mom always did, too. Like, I remember, like, even times we didn't have a lot of money or, you know, stuff like that. You know, I always got something Alabama. Um, and Scott still does that, does that. Like, his Christmas presents for me are pretty, 
different. Like sometimes I'll get something and I'm like, wow, this is great. And I'm like, what in the crap? But there's always some kind of Alabama present mixed in the mix. And this year, you know, he got me a visor and he got me a, uh, something to hang on the wall at school in my office. And, you know, and I, I love that stuff because it just kind of reminds me of my mom and dad because that was always, you know, an item. Like, you know, even when dad was struggling with things, you know, not coming around a bunch, you know, at my birthday or Christmas when he did see me, it was always some kind of small Alabama thing. And, you know, it is. It makes me excited. You know, it makes me excited for that kind of stuff. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to the Bama-Michigan game. I, I think Alabama will just destroy Michigan, I'll be honest with you. Uh, Michigan's one of those teams that they're hyped up every year. I don't get it. I've never understood it. But it is what it is. They're a team that has a lot of a large fan base and a lot of money. It's kind of like Notre Dame or Ohio State. You know, they have a lot of money in a big, big market. And, you know, you want those teams to, to be successful because more revenue for the rest of the conference. You know, and it's a good rivalry thing, too. Like, if Michigan's, you know, win a bunch of games and Ohio State's winning a bunch of games, that makes that, you know, northern rivalry, just kind of like the Alabama-Auburn rivalry, makes it really, you know, really good to watch and you know it's fun to have those kind of robberies like I hate Auburn I'll be honest with you like like I I can't cheer for Auburn you know for anything I, I, I'll try to try to think about it you know a few years ago when they're playing in the uh national championship game against Florida State against you know Jameis Winston I wanted to cheer for Auburn just because you know you have that SEC loyalty being an SEC fan but at the same time it makes my stomach hurt like like physically it really does make your stomach hurt trying to cheer for Auburn you know, I just can't do it. I've never been able to do it. I'm, I'm glad that I can't do it. And, you know, I got a little, I guess you should call him cousin. He's a, I call him a flip-flopper on uh, a New Year or Christmas Day because every time I see him, he's always got like a new new team. Like one year he's a Bama fan, he's a UT fan, and now he's an LSU fan. And that kind of crap just makes me sick. Like, you know, I went through the Bama years where, you know, you couldn't even go to a bowl game, you know, bowl sanctions and, you know, you had the horrible coaches. You had the the years where you thought Mike Shula was going to be the you know the big big head coach, and you know he was garbage. And you know, so I went through those years where you know Bama lost. I think it was third. Was it not thirteen? Maybe ten straight to Tennessee, and you're just like God bless. But I was a loyal, loyal Alabama fan. Like I never changed my my team. You know, regardless of their record. And that's how I am, you know, because people ask me all the time, what are you going to do when Nick Saban leaves? I'm still going to be an Alabama fan. You know, I'll be honest with you. Like, Nick Saban, uh, great coach, you know, and I hated him at LSU. You know, when Nick Saban was at LSU, I could not stand the guy. Like, it just drove me crazy because he was such a good coach. And then when Saban took the Alabama job, you know, I was excited because of, you know, his resume kind of thing. But, you know, I'm glad he got the five national titles at Alabama. Um, I think there's things he could have done different. You know, and of course you can say that as a as a you know a fan and not a coach. You can say, hey, you know, scholarship a kicker. We could have had like two more national championships if he just scholarshiped a freaking kicker. You know, that really hurts Alabama every year. I read a stat right before the Iron Bowl that Bama had missed a hundred uh, field goals. It's like the NCAA record right now in the past. I think it was ten years. I'm like, really? You missed 100 field goals? 102 because you missed a couple in an Auburn game. I'm like, come on, Nick Saban. I mean, you're this great coach. You've got this great resume, but yet you've lost big game, big games that could have put you in title games 
by field goals. But that's all I'm going to harp on for Nick Saban. I think he's a terrific coach. Um, he's built a program that literally wasn't and is a dynasty. I mean, it's the bar when it, you, when it comes to college football teams. Um, and it is what it is. I mean, still my favorite football team. You know, if I could only, only cheer for one team, whether it's pros or whatever, it'd be Alabama. You know, I'm a Giants fan, and people are like, you know, how you're a Giants fan? They only won two games. Well, they won three, but, you know, it is what it is. Been a Giants fan for a long time. Um, you know, they've won two Super Bowls in the last few years with Eli. It's going to be sad to see Eli Manning retire. You know, I know he's not the big Peyton Manning brother, but Eli never had the talent around him that Peyton did. Like, Peyton always had the great receivers, like Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne. And, I mean, those guys were, you know, Hall, or Hall of Famers. Like, I can't – Eli's never had a Hall of Fame receiver with him. You know, like, I think of guys like Amani Toomer, you know, Victor Cruz, who was, you know, all right. I won't say Victor Cruz was great. You know, I mean, you had guys like Plexico Burris, yeah, but Plexico had his own problems and never fully practiced all the time and was, you know, he's not a Hall of Famer by no means. I mean, yeah, he was an elite receiver for a few years, but, you know, he was never a Marvin Harrison or a Reggie Wayne. And I know the Giants' philosophy has always been different. It's always been to run first and play great defense, you know, and he's always had pretty good backs like, yeah, Tiki Barber and Brandon Jacobs. You know, now he's got now he has Saquon Barkley, but the Giants have no offensive line. They have no receivers this year. You know, and I was glad that a lot of the Giants fans. I follow a lot of the big New York market um, sports stuff on Twitter and things like that. And you know, they've been harping on Eli for you know a couple years. You know, and I remember last year uh, when Odell Beckham didn't play, and another and a couple other receivers were out. Eli literally had four starting tight ends as receivers. You know, I mean, the guy's great for what he is. I mean, the longevity, the career, never having an injury to keep him out of a game. You know, I think it was 216 or 213 starts, career starts in a row before, you know, you know, old, good old big, big Ben McAdoo pulled him out and benched him, but that guy's a douchebag. You know, I hate talking ugly about people, but he really is. But anyways, like, I think Eli's a Hall of Famer. You know, he's, um, you know, in the top seven all-time passing yards. Uh, didn't ever have the greatest offensive line, never had the great receivers that his brother did, um, but made things work. You know, two-time Super Bowl MVP. Um, you know, you lead the you lead a, a New York team to the Super Bowl. You know, because that's a tough market to play in. People don't realize. You know, like the New York markets are tough. You know, the fans up there are just ruthless and aggressive. Like, why do you think the Jets have had so many coaches and quarterbacks and things like that? Like. You know, those markets are hard to keep those that loyalty going because they get really mad pretty easy. But that's all I got to say. I got to run in and get my teeth cleaned. Uh, before I go, uh, I just want to thank everybody for the, that listens to my podcast and sharing with other people. I'm um, still average between 15 and 20, I think, lately, uh, which is good. That's good enough for me. I can, Even if I just have one person listening, you know, that's all, that, that's all that matters. I enjoy just doing this just to kind of throw out some thoughts. But like I said, closing in prayer. I really enjoy this part uh, the most of my podcast because it gives me a chance to, uh, you know, pray for folks. And, you know, if you have any prayer requests, shoot them out to me. I don't mind praying for you. I love praying for people. Um, and I try to do it immediately. Like if you send me a prayer request, you know, even if I'm driving, I will pray for you immediately because I believe that, you know, that's the best avenue to talk to God. So, all right. Most gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you for a terrific Christmas, a great birthday, a great holiday season. 
I thank you for my girls, my wife, my life. I thank you for my friends and my family. I thank you for the people that are closest to me. I thank you for the relationships that I've built in the last uh, year, in the last few months, in the last few weeks. Um, I really appreciate everything that you've done for me as spiritual growth. I ask that you just watch over me, um, be with my community, be with my church, uh, be with our country, and forgive us when we fail you, Lord. In this Christ's holy name I pray. Amen.